You know there's a way for nurses to start a business, but there's so many moving pieces. Cut through the crap. It's time to go right to the source and get real about what's working in business and marketing for nurses with your host, the founder of Nursepreneurs, Katie Harris. Hi, it's Katie Harris, and this is an episode of the Nursepreneur Podcast. Today, I have Erica Donovan on with me from the Pediatric Nurse. Erica, thanks so much for being with us. Thank you so much for having me. This is yeah, really exciting. It's the first podcast we've done, actually, and we've got one later, so... Yeah, it's podcast day. <laughs> yeah, the podcasts are, are awesome. They're, they're so much fun to do as well. So, um, all right, well, tell everybody first where you're from, because I hear your accent, um, and what kind of nurse you are, and we'll do a little bit of background about you. Yeah, so I'm based in Christchurch in New Zealand, so completely other side of the world to most people listening. Um, I do a couple of different roles within my clinical nursing. Uh, so I work in general practice, which I think you guys would call like a PCP office, um, and we're also an urgent care centre. Um, and I do a little bit of teaching as well in clinical practice with first and second year students. Um, but a lot of that has been cancelled due to COVID. Um, we were meant to go out in a couple of weeks, but I've just said to them, it's because we swab at work, it's the, the care facility is probably not going to want me there, unfortunately. <laughs> right, right. Um, so how long have you been doing that? How long have you been a so, nurse, I guess? Ah, so I graduated at the end of 2016. I spent a brief five months working in pediatric oncology last year, uh, but I've returned to urgent care, which I really love. There's just so much variety and we get everything from you know, your emergencies to your continuing care. And I do really love pediatrics and we see a lot of children. Really? Okay. Um, are urgent care is pretty popular in New Zealand? Uh, they're not a huge thing um, compared to other areas. So where I live, we have three centers in our city, um, but two of us are combined with um, uh, like a PCP office. So we've got um, a massive enrolled population, but then also take walk-ins. So it's a little bit different to some of the centers. But yeah, like we'll, we'll get some really, really unusual stuff. Like people will come in and they're having strokes or they're having an MI. Like, why did you come to urgent care? <laughs> they're still in denial. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a little thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So why don't you tell me a little bit about what um, the pediatric nurses and kind of where the idea came from for that? So I am in partnership with Brooke. So she lives in Australia and she started originally the pediatric nurse in 2015 as a blog. It's kind of a way to get her thoughts about nursing out there when she wasn't able to work clinically. Um, and I first became aware of her in, it would probably be 2016, 2017, and I was running a page called The Nurse Path, um, which is predominantly, it was Australian, and she would message me through links to her webinars, and it was always quite intriguing because there wasn't anyone doing what she was doing at that point, um, and when I opted to come off that page because it got just so massive, like there was over 100,000 fans and I was just putting so much time into this voluntary project. I messaged her and I kind of thought, I really 
am drawn to working with this person um, just because she's so interesting. And I'll say, oh, I'm going to message her and I'll say, I'm putting, you know, your website as a list of resources for, um, for readers of the page to look at. So, you know, hopefully that puts me in a favorable light. And then a few weeks later, she messaged me and asked if I would come on board to do some freelance work for the pediatric nurse. Of course, like I jumped at the idea doing some social media work paid. Uh, and it's just sort of evolved from there. Like she would ask me to do, you know, a little bit when she was going away or a little bit when she was moving house. And last year she's like, you know, this sounds crazy, but will you come on board as a director? No. Uh, yeah, it's been a big learning, learning curve working from knowing social media side of business to having to look at finance and meeting minutes and everything like that. <laughs> yeah, no, I bet. Um, okay, so how does, because this is a question that a lot of the nurses would have because it's it's kind of mysterious in, in some ways where you have a blog and yet you have money to hire people. So how does a, a blog actually make money and is that what the pediatric nurse still is today? It started as a blog, but then in 2018, Brooke sort of ran kind of like a Kickstarter campaign to get everything, get some money on board to launch a CPD um, or a CE, um, depending on the terminology platform. Um, so we would engage speakers, would you know, go through LinkedIn and personal contacts and things and ask them if they would present a webinar on their choice of topic, you know, whether it be immunizations or refugee health or like child life play therapy type topics. And we started off like some people would only purchase like one webinar. Um, some people are purchasing like a month to month membership. And yeah, we've got a lot of people that have just paid for a year up front. It's just, we found that so many people were wanting to get their like CE, CPD points, but not there wasn't a lot of pediatric content out there and it's a legal requirement for us to you know have that ongoing education but people were just doing things for the sake of it and it wasn't that relevant to their job and the topics that you know they wanted to know more about weren't being covered i just think it's a really good way to do education like i know it's never going to replace um face-to-face, -face. like obviously face-to-face -face skills practice is really hard. Um, as some of my students in my teaching job have been struggling with, it's, you know, it's hard to learn to percuss over Zoom. But, <laughs> yeah, but for certain topics, like for lecture-based topics, like this is amazing. Like, I'm doing post-grad at the moment and pretty much all the course could have been online for pharmacology. Something like that suits online education really well. Um, learning about asthma and the you know you're not going to learn about how to administer the inhalers online that would be quite tricky working with a child but you can learn about you know the pharmacology you know aspects you can learn about patho online and during COVID obviously online education has become even more important um, we were hoping to branch out into face-to-face -face this year and go to places in Australia and New Zealand Obviously, that's been shelved right now. Um, <laughs> the universe had different plans for you. <laughs> yeah, definitely something that's sitting in the back of our minds waiting to, you know, see what happens in the next um, couple of months, year or so. But So let me ask you this. How does um, 
because uh, it, it, it can be hard to get people to come to a webinar and even harder, I think, to get them to pay to come to a webinar. And I realize that you're giving CE credits or CPD credits, depending on where you are. Um, it's how is the response to that and how do you have to like frame your content so it's more entertaining than, you know, maybe some free CE credit that's out there? We found, like originally we were doing them live via Zoom so people could log on and just watch as the presenter was um, was doing everything live, but we found out for nurses that's not necessarily that helpful because schedules change last minute or, you know, you've forgotten or you're called into work. Uh, so now recording them and then posting them onto the website is just much more convenient and also I think for the presenters it takes away a lot of that anxiety that you know, we can edit things and we can change it up. And if they've made a mistake, it's not the end of the world. Um, there's a lot of people, if they haven't done a lot of formal teaching before, this is really anxiety provoking. Oh, I know. Yeah, I've, I do a lot of <laughs> webinars and, and that's the number one fear of my presenters. Like they want to practice and, and do all this. I'm like, no, no, I'm going to do all the talking. You just kind of hang out and answer questions. And then it's like this huge relief, <laughs> you know, they're like, thank God. Yeah. Because <laughs> before we were like doing practice Zoom sessions with people, oh, like, we'll, you know, we'll see you like a week before, we'll make sure you can get on and stuff. But now that's not so much of a problem because people aren't waiting for, you know, 10 a.m. for this to start. So I think the way we manage to get our customers and our subscribers is the fact that our, you know, our webinars are so focused on what the nurses and midwives are really needing. You know, we, we listen to when people bring up ideas on Facebook and that we're, you know, providing education that the hospital or the, you know, the clinics that people work for aren't providing. I've done so many unnecessary modules. When I went to work at the hospital, they made me do a smoking cessation module to work in pediatrics. And <laughs> I, I never used it there. And the funny thing is you can't skip those modules because I'd actually been doing my own smoking cessation clinics. So they're just offering blanket things for the sake of it. Whereas, you know, when I log on to a webinar, even if I'm not the one that's helping record it, I'm learning things. Like I sat in on a webinar about the Australian immunization schedule and I've just used that recently. Like we have patients that because of COVID-19 have come back to New Zealand and we're having to convert all their Australian immunizations to see if they're up to date. And that was amazing. Like it, it just, it meant that I had that knowledge in the back of my mind that I, yeah, I, I wouldn't have before. And even just really niche topics, like it helps me engage with my patients. I think just so much better um, having knowledge of, you know, of things that my work has never provided me of. <laughs> right, so you have a lot of repeat uh, customers or, or nurses that are listening to several different webinars, is that right? Oh, definitely, yeah. Like if, if someone buys a yearly me membership, they can watch as many webinars as they want within the life of their membership. So it's usually around two webinars a month that we'll put out. Um, and yeah, we've had some really, really interesting speakers lately, like one of the the topics we covered a couple of months ago was COVID-19 in children and more of like the psychosocial implications and, you know, of children being isolated in hospital and not having family members. And what about, 
you know, not having the learning at school or the domestic violence that might be, you know, escalating at home. And that really opened up all these thoughts that, you know, you weren't seeing through, you know, the literature coming out. And it's this sort of mix between the theoretical knowledge and the practical knowledge as well. Like in that webinar, we had a pediatric nurse and a child life specialist on. So we're really able to explore some of the techniques that we can use to work with children, um, you know, around stuff like swabbing, because that's so scary for children. And I'd done nasopharyngeal swabs, but I hadn't done hundreds or thousands before. And now I was doing it on children like, you know, I think the youngest I've done a swab on is four weeks old. Oh, wow. And they didn't teach me how to do that at nursing school. How to deal <laughs> with families who were so anxious and how to do a swab through a car window. <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of things they didn't teach us in nursing school. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so do you, your, I mean, your subscription rate for the year, I mean, that's, that's, it looks pretty low. Like, I mean, that's awesome that you can offer as many webinars. Like, so how many webinars do you have ongoing at any point in time? The only reason we would take them down is if they became irrelevant. Um, at the moment, I reckon we've probably got... A couple of dozen webinars up. Um, yeah, we've the we've taken a couple down because they, you know, they've aged out. Like something's changed within within that. But a lot of the topics are really universal, like around you know, like adolescent development and refugee health and things. Um, but I think it's offering nurses a way to get the education at a good price as well, because there's so many conferences that are so expensive and I think that's how we're able to attract you know attract nurses and midwives to our service because this way you don't have to get leave from work and that's just such a massive thing like education leave at the moment travel not even really being possible um but like we've had nurses send us photos if they've been making their kids lunches or they've been, you know, nursing their baby and they're still able to get the education, which, which I think is really cool. Like if you're on uh, like leave from work because you've had a baby, but you want to keep your knowledge and skills up, like you can do that. And yeah, that's what we, especially this year because the whole world changed. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> Everything's different. Um, so how do you find your speakers and um, how do you negotiate? Like, I mean, do you pay your speakers and, and how do you come up with that price with them? We find our speakers in a few different ways. Um, some of it's LinkedIn, sort of looking at leaders in different fields and contacting them you know, and asking them if they might present. Some of it's word of mouth, you know, like through Facebook groups, a couple of I'm in around like creative careers in medicine. And I've said, you know, hey, if anyone's got any ideas of what they'd like to present, you know, like reach out to me. And some of it's personal connections that like we've built up with certain hospitals and certain, you know, nurse educators. And we're able to sort of say, we'd really love a webinar on rashes or status epilepticus. Like, is this something you could provide for us? At the moment, we're also starting to sort of branch out into things like leadership. Um, we had a really good speaker the other day. The webinar is not actually out yet, but it was how to grow in your career and how to kind of get to the next level, which I think is all that where you are now and where you want to be. Because a lot of people, it focuses on like the next five years, but 
at this point, the next five years isn't really a place we can think about a heck of a lot. Yeah, that's true. Um, so, but are your speakers paid or is that something that you negotiate, oh, like they get this, uh, this um, exposure and that's enough? No, so we definitely pay our speakers. There is other places that aren't, including some of our biggest competitors. But we feel that it's really important to acknowledge the work that our speakers are putting in for this because, you know, if you work in a creative field or you work in teaching, exposure doesn't pay, you know, your power bill or your medical bills. Um, and there's a huge amount of work going into research and putting together a PowerPoint and, you know, rehearsing. So we want to acknowledge that. We negotiate for people that want to negotiate the rates. But I, I think it would be disingenuous of us to just say, hey, could you do 10 hours of work for us? And we won't pay you, but, you know, you might get some exposure from this. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I love that. I, you know, I think that's great too. And I, I think it's great, especially coming from nurses because you know we've had this conversation a lot in my group and with other nurses is that we we love to do things for free and we want everything to be free and and um, you know here you are creating a business where you are paying uh, somebody for their knowledge and their expertise and acknowledging that it's so valuable that it's worth paying for and I think we get caught up so often in thinking that everything we do is doesn't have a value or, or a price point to it. Um, so I, for one, appreciate that you pay your speakers. That's wonderful. <laughs> I think I, it's, it's just the right thing to do. Like I, I'm, I'm definitely happy to jump on things like this and, you know, to chat to other nurses and to, you know, mental nurses, you know, through Facebook and stuff, but it's different if people are selling things, you know, like people could be charging a heck of a lot for a conference Oh, and you know, you don't get a ticket to attend. Oh, you, it's just going to be good for your reputation. Um, I mean, if people don't want to be paid, like, that would <laughs> right. be fine. Like, we, we've had the, the COVID-19 and supporting uh, pediatric patients. The speakers actually said, you know, we don't want to take payment, but we want all the money to go to the Lorna Breen Heroes Fund. And, you know, we're really happy with that. We think that's a great cause because she was such an incredible doctor and what the foundation stands for is so huge around supporting clinician mental health. And that's, you know, if, if people want to come to that agreement, that's absolutely fine. We've had charities that we've more done like a charitable donation. Um, but, yeah, we don't want people necessarily working for free constantly. Um yeah, no, I love that. So are you, what are you looking to do kind of in the future um, with this? Are you going to expand out in, I mean, the name of your business is Pediatric Nurse. So I'm assuming you're going to stay in the pediatric realm. Is, is that fair to say? Or are you looking to broaden out? No, no, definitely wanting to stay in with the pediatric realm. But we would love to be able to offer the option of doing some things face-to-face. -face. Um, we've got a hospital that's really interested in us coming to provide some education for the nurses that will work a little bit better face-to-face. -face. Um, the other thing that we're, we're looking at is launching kind of longer e-seminars. So rather than being individual hour-long presentations, it's like an eight-hour series and on something like, say, wound care that you can really get into it. Um, that's something we are working on with a couple of speakers at the moment, launching kind of a bigger package that explores the topic really deep.
So that's quite exciting. The other thing that we've always wanted to do um, right from the beginning is get more into being able to support nurses and students and midwives to get more into the, the, I think you guys call it child life over there, over here. It's quite commonly called play therapy, but we, we feel like offering more of the understanding around procedural um, care and decreasing children's anxieties things like that is really important so we'd love to be able to have a charitable arm or a bigger charitable arm to the business to be able to offer things like scholarships but watch this space yeah no that's awesome um and then one you know kind of quick question is like how do you get nurses to come into your programs? Do they get to like see a, a free webinar before they purchase or, you know, how does that kind of work and where do you find these nurses and how do you get them to convert? <laughs> oh, it's, yeah, I mean, converting is always a struggle with any business. It's, I think it's fair to say. Um, we always have a free webinar that pops up your first introductory re- webinar and that does change at the moment. It's, around supporting pediatric patients in COVID-19. That's a pay what you want webinar, so that because it's going to charity. But oh, I love that model. Yeah, I, I think, and it's what the speakers wanted. So it wouldn't be kind of us to go against that. Um, but in the past, it's been pediatric assessment. And then from there, uh, we've got an email funnel that people will go into once they enter their email address to get that free webinar. Facebook is quite a big one for us. We find that even though we get really good engagement and views on Instagram, it's not so much of a converter, I think. Um, Also because I think a lot of our purchasing population are from Australasia and probably more so of our Instagram fans are from, you know, America and Europe. So... So, but how big is your Facebook group? Are you able to pull everybody from um, from Facebook or, you know, how do they find you in the first place? Probably Facebook. Um, we've posted in other groups. Brooke does a bit of writing and puts us out there. Um, a few people find us that way. Um, cross-posting into other groups is probably a big one as well. And word of mouth, I think, is okay. always a big thing, even in online business. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think, uh, you know, a lot of your partnerships and, and uh, people that you meet and, and organizations, I mean, I can totally see uh, hospitals and organizations wanting to partner with you and you doing all of their CE credit for their nurses. I mean, is that something you're looking into as well? Yeah, definitely. We, we do take approaches from people that want to provide like an organizational membership. Yeah, definitely. Um, we also are on Go One. Um, an online learning platform that people can use to find us that way. Um, It's an unusual model, I suppose, um, in the fact that you're paid by how long someone watches your video. A lot of hospitals do use GoOne to provide their education, um, but they might not necessarily be exclusively promoting our content, if that makes sense. Right. Yeah, so they might say, oh, you can get your online education from here, but Yeah, so it's not a huge one for us, but it just, when they approached us, it opened up another, a different market, I suppose. Right. 
Okay, so in the next five years, where do you see this going and where will you be and how many people will be on your team and all that kind of good stuff? <laughs> uh, the biggest thing I would love to see in the next five years would be that Brooke and I are working solely on the business because at the moment she's full-time in education. I'm, you know, between full and part-time between my couple of jobs. And this is an on the side kind of passion project situation, like nights and weekends. And I think being able to more closely work on the business in a, you know, whether it's full-time or part-time would just be really big for us and would love to have people on board. Um, we, Brooke does a lot of our web development um, and her husband also does web development. So it would be nice if sometimes we could delegate or, you know, virtual assistant work is something we're looking into, but we haven't quite um, jumped into that yet. But, I think if we could delegate certain responsibilities would be amazing. We'd also love to see, you know, our videos being promoted by every hospital and be in those partnerships with hospitals being able to provide our education to them. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Um, all right. Well, is there, where can people find out more about what you're doing or contact you or, or get CE credits for pediatric? Is it a, a, your pediatric credits good for the U.S. as well? Yes. Okay. Yep. So at the end of our webinars, it, it has a quiz. Um, so that's part of, I don't know about um, U.S. education, but over here you've got to kind of be able to prove what you've, what you've watched and in that way but yeah we, we do ha definitely have us subscribers it's just not our biggest market well maybe we can change that <laughs> yeah yeah um, um, all right so tell us everybody where they can find you and you might have to spell it so you can find us at www.thepediatricnurse.com and it's slightly different from the american spelling so it's the p-a-e-d-i-a t-r-i-c nurse.com and we're also the pediatric nurse on instagram and facebook as well awesome um okay erica well thank you so much for uh doing this interview with us today and thank you so much um oh the other thing might be worth mentioning um part of the reason i got into this is because i have a background i have a journalism degree and a nursing degree so it's it's a really good marriage of both these, um, both of these skill sets because for so long people would, would say stuff like, if you're interested in journalism and business, like why are you becoming a nurse? But it marries those two skills up really well. Um, and there's just such a massive place for people being able to have good quality health information going out there and being able to dispel some of the... And not so good information maybe about health that gets put out there sometimes. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, the, the health education, especially coming from nurses, and nurses tend to tell better stories than, than most other people too. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it was so funny because I really started getting into a lot of my writing work and a lot of my paid social media work was halfway through nursing school. And it's just so ironic because I'd been trying to get into it for so long. <laughs> But no, it's, it's worked out, even though it's been quite a winding path to becoming a nurse and becoming a nurse entrepreneur. 
That's awesome. Um, all right, Erica, well, thank you very much. Awesome. Thank you so much.